My name is Chad. And my name is Lucas. And this is this, this, and this. It's the show with two guys who don't know a lot, but we do know a little. I think this is where we have to start today. Yeah, let why, us have it. Why do the New York Yankees have that rule where no one oh. can have facial hair? Chad, I don't... Okay, maybe it's because you're my best friend in the world, but I was literally ranting about this yesterday. Like Are last you serious? Night. Yeah, I, well, because we were watching this highlight video and Josh Donaldson had no beard, and I was like, who is that? That's what Sarah and I were just talking about, Josh it's Donaldson. So, it's so arbitrary and silly. But I also am kind of like on board with it, if I could be so bold. Okay. Let's hear let's like, hear more about that. Well, it's not hurting anybody. That's you know? true. It's just like we're the Yankees. We've been around for forever and we have this tradition and we've kept the same uniforms. And we're like, you know, when people think about American baseball, they think about the Yankees. It's like, I don't, I'm not against it. Let me let me read out this. Let me read out the rule exactly to you. Oh, because... I'm going to eat those words. Let's no, go. No, I don't. I don't know if you are necessarily, but the last the last hook really got me. Uh-huh. Um, the policy has since been amended to read: all players, coaches, and male executives are forbidden to display any facial hair other than mustaches. Oh, that's ill. Except for religious region- reasons, and scalp hair. May not be grown below the collar. <laughs> Wait, what? Your scalp hair. So the hair on your head, but not your face. Can't be grown below the collar of your sh- of your jersey. So that's just like a, that's a hairy attack against people with hairy necks. Yes, which like, offense taken. <laughs> offense taken. Um, well, also, what if you're in a horrible accident and you needed a skin graft? And they needed to take it from your scalp. And you could throw 95. What do you do then? <laughs> if you're a hard-throwing left-hander, I'm you're in. Like you have to be. You Don't make to exceptions. Be you gotta make an exception. Exactly. Well, maybe what if there was a situation where someone had just atrocious hair growing beneath their collar and they covered it up with like makeup or concealer? And they had like thrown a couple innings, they're really working batters, and then the the ump started to notice like this like brown smudge on the ball They're like what the hell is that and they think it's pine tar but it's not it's just the yankee who's ashamed of his neck hair it's just neck hair on the baseball it's i mean you know when it's perfectly legal you know when uh you know when like an old man chest hair starts to become white and they they let it like pour over the front of their shirt my okay it's like exclusively. Does, does, Grandpa, does Grandpa Watt do that? <laughs> he does not. He's a, he's very much a like uh, tight collar around the neck. Sure. Type thing. But sure. my thing is like, what's uh, like, what is it about old men specifically that that happens? Because it doesn't seem like it happens with like younger people with a lot of chest hair. There's like no, some Ed, sort of like volume that changes when you get like sixty five and up. I don't know. It's like. It's like there's a huge magnet in the room, but it only, <laughs> but it only conducts chest hair. You know what I mean? Because like, as someone who has plenty of it, 
I don't have a shortage of chest hair. Mm-hmm. Mine doesn't like yearn to leak out of my shirt, you know? Like no. theirs is, it's like Bugs Bunny hopping out of the, the chest cavity. What's up? Well, maybe the hair is sensing that the body is decaying. So it needs to find a more livable host. <laughs> it's like it's like a venom symbiote. Yes, and it needs it needs to latch on. <laughs> Is that the Venom theme song? I haven't seen it. I don't know. Is that Eminem? Uh, I don't know much about Eminem. He What's his real name? Song about Mickey Mathers, Mathers or something? Marshall Mathers. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marshall Mathers. Eminem. Well, hey, uh, you know, hey. I wanted to say sorry to our, our, our listeners. We know it's been a little while, but you got to understand, Lucas and I are people with very, very extensive social calendars, <laughs> responsibilities. And we had, uh, well, we had, we had Rachel Ray last week, and then right. it was, and then it was Michael and Kelly. Yep. And then we did, weirdly, is that Michael Strahan? Yeah, yep. You should remember that we were on the show. And then weirdly, we did uh, an episode of Property Brothers, which felt a little bit (laughs) out of left field. They were lovely. I mean, and don't forget, next week we're on that home organizing show that's on Netflix with Marie Kondo. That's right. And they're going to rearrange our backgrounds for the for the zoom i guess yep yep yep, yep. And, and they're gonna rearrange our our lives and the way we think our, about in our lives. our heads not yeah. our bodies and they're gonna rewire our positive thinking because we are deeply sad <laughs> we are negative nellies if you will that is that's us <laughs> um should we talk about something honestly like should we talk about something let let them have it let them them absolutely have it right now here comes the thunder um (laughs) i i want to take the first third of this show to talk about pop tarts if i may be so bold is it good i'm glad you said that we'll get to that later but we have just a really thrilling backstory to get through um and I, well, before we even get into, into the drama that will ensue, yeah. I want to throw a question at you and I need like yeah, a, yeah. like a yeah. snap response. If you One had to guess, <laughs> if you had to guess like what the, the precursor to a Pop-Tart was, like what product already existed that inspired the Pop-Tart, what would that be? It did, and I'll, I'll let you know it is a food product. It's not like it was like a pillow or something. So it's like a it's like a variation of a pop tart. Uh, essentially, in a very distant way. Oh, it's very distant. Because the first thing that came to mind was a toaster cake. I was like, <laughs> maybe they called it that. <laughs> I don't know. You can't come up with new stuff. Okay. Um, well, actually, about... you probably can't because this is this is bizarre. Was it also something that was put in a toaster? No, and it, it was, was eaten, it like a... but we we certainly would not eat it. Oh Jesus! Um, yeah, yeah. Was it like a like a 
like shortbread with um, blood. <laughs> okay, that's not that far off. Um, <laughs> I, I doubt it was shortbread, but in the 60s, post the whatever the food company, I don't know what they're... Whatever happened there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah, you were saying yeah. like post an event that oh, occurred. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no. Post the brand, like sure. Cocoa Pebbles type of vibe. Um, in the 60s, Post invented a process for enclosing moist food in foil to keep it fresh. And this was first used for dog food. And they adapted that process to create the Pop-Tart. Mm. Now, isn't that just wetting your whistle? Yeah, we would do that. Like we would do that as a society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my I'm whistle's not that wet. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's not that wet, Luke. That is a, that's a okay. dry whistle. Um, well, it's a little. It's a little bit upsetting to me that it started with dog food, because like keeping food in a package warm is not a new idea, even for the '60s. What was the so, first dog food? Was it just like? Hmm. raw meat definitely and then someone <laughs> and then the first veterinarian was like that's so bad for them to just I, consume <laughs> on a daily basis let me tell you what we just had a dog in last week that only ate raw meat it's super dead now but let me tell you when we examined it afterwards it, there is not it's not safe in there whatever is going on it's eating its body alive you can't oh, be doing that god People still do that though. They're like, "Oh, I'm making a steak. Here's a scrap." Wait, you're a dog. That's like you're just feeding that dog raw. <laughs> you're a <fat>. dog. <laughs> you're a dog. Eat it. Enjoy. Come on. Stop and being so dumb. Poor, poor dogs think that they want everything we have. You know. Oh, they do. Is the chocolate thing true? Yeah. Like, eat a piece of chocolate, you're dead. No. Okay. But they don't. Their bodies don't like it. I've okay. heard. Well, I mean. I'm sure there are some cases where dogs eat chocolate and they've died, but I've also heard cases where dogs eat like a whole chocolate cake and then they're like, oof, I'm not doing that again. That's how all dogs sound, by the way. Oof. 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 Day. Even, the, oof. even the Frenchies. <laughs> oof. Oof. Cheryl, that was, that was a bit of a dense cake. I don't know if I could do that again. Oh, uh, I like that yeah, they all yeah, sound yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. Here's a piece of meat. Dog. Eat it. Dog. Okay, so that was the precursor. The precursor was they were like, we need to keep this dog food moist because all of our dogs are very unhappy with the dryness of their food. So we need a better solution, which is brilliant. And uh, they came up with the Pop-Tart. Eureka. Power to them. Well, power to them. Too much power to them. No. Oh, yeah. So they got real jazzed about this idea. They were like, this is going to blow a hole through the center of the universe, let me tell you. And they announced the new product to the press before it was ready for market. So they were like, why would you do that? Coming soon, the Pop-Tart. Get amped. Your breakfast is about to change for the better. And... Well, first, let's talk about the name. So the name was not Pop-Tart, which what you will learn. It was why. Toaster Kings. It was not Toaster Kings. <laughs> <laughs> you cut out for a second, and I could tell you were about to say Toaster Cakes. Uh, but honestly, not that far off. It was called a Country Squire. 
What was this marketed towards? Hey, first thing you're going to want in the morning is a good, tasty, buttery country square. Square? What country? Just the back country. Uh, so they were like, oh, in, in six months' time, you're going to have your fine, fine, buttery country square. And, uh, <laughs> and Kellogg's, their main rival. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I'm they team said, Kellogg's. They checked their watches and they said six months until we can have one. We can come up with something before then. And that they did. They came up with a product, later dubbed the Pop-Tart. And the mascot to accompany it was an anthropomorphic toaster named Milton. Mm-hmm. and doesn't that just sound friendly oh, yeah i'm like I know. i'm in right it's like a happy toaster it's like the brave little toaster which i never saw was that a disney movie is that a movie the brave little toaster That's hey in the comments in the comments let us know <laughs> what you thought of the brave little toaster it is it's about uh it's about sentient kitchen appliances Oh, yeah. I, you're looking it, it up. It right is, now. yeah, yeah. And oh is it wow, it is Disney. Yeah. Um, no, because the ensemble is a baby, a hmm. lamp, a toaster, a vacuum, and a ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. The ceiling fan seems very immobile, but that's none of my business. The ceiling fan has a lot of makeup on. Oh, bright red lipstick lips. Hmm. How like a that? clown or like like a like a like like a for beauty no i think it's for beauty purposes oh that's good and Ceiling i guess they they went to you. mars in 1998 oh year of my birth how'd they get the baby for that though they put it uh in a <laughs> in, the, in the toaster <laughs> they slotted it in the toaster so it could be warm on the journey it gets very From close to space as yes, i'm sure absolutely. you know i've been so this raucous ad campaign where they put a baby in a toaster and shoot it into space <laughs> people went gaga for it they were like i gotta get that breakfast food that looks so good uh but it became so popular that they couldn't keep up with demand so kellogg's sure. is like absolutely running over post who doesn't even have a product yet and they have this stupid dog food idea that nobody really cares about yet so the first shipment of Pop-Tarts sold out within two weeks and Kellogg's had to run a new ad campaign apologizing to people for the empty shelves because no one could get any. I'm so sorry. I am deeply sorry. I know <laughs> there are some of you out there who have tasted it, but Please not all of you. And now you crave it. <laughs> we did not mean to make you addicted. All we want was to revolutionize breakfast. And they did. And they like did. they did. And they did. So the ad campaign backfired. I will report. It only increased demand for the new product because people wanted to get a load of these empty shelves. And once more people knew about the empty shelves, they wanted to empty them when they were no longer empty. So supply chain, am I right? Supply chain, supply demand, money, 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 money. We get it. Guys like us. I used to think supply chain was literally just like a chain assembly. Mm -hmm. Right. That was when I was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting. 
you you have so many thoughts in your head and i am here for literally every one of them <sighs> i just need to take a deep breath here to recap that saga just give me a moment yep okay i'm back so kellogg's is <laughs> positively destroying the competition yes so let's get into the ad campaign the crazy good ad campaign please that's the name of the campaign and it first started in 2004 and the characters that frequent this campaign are a singing lizard which i don't remember the lizard do you remember the lizard right i've never seen one (laughs) i thought it was just the the people and the pop tart people and pop tart yes if i'm honest the only thing i think about is the, the, the kids and the Pop-Tarts and the kids are eating the Pop-Tarts, but the yes. Pop-Tarts are sentient. And that's what makes it crazy and uncomfortable. It does. And let, it gets worse. So there's the oh, lizard no. and the kids who you're remembering correctly. The group of them are called the crazy good kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's they've been on such good behavior that they've earned. They're so good. They're so Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Uh, speaking of, did you have a policy in your household about like the sugar level of your breakfast foods and when you could eat it? No, like because my- as as you remember, I never got to have sugar cereal. Oh, I should not have brought this up. This I had to go so to troubling. the I had to go to the Kimlingas for some Apple Jacks. Oh, I should not have said that. Um, I'm okay. sorry to bring up. I'm sorry to bring that up in a time okay. like this. Well, we were only allowed sugary cereal on the weekends. It was called weekend cereal. You know, not cool that Robin ran a dictatorship like that. It was cutthroat. Not cool. Well, it was not cool, but in hindsight, it was also senseless because during the week we would have like frosted mini wheats and honey nut Cheerios, which like the branding look, they're like, oh, wheat honey nuts right those are ingredients i recognize and those sound healthy but i guarantee if we looked at the nutrition facts the sugar content would be about the same not too different not too too different different. although i do i do do respect the move we did a powerpoint night the other night and we uh we talked about well mine was about which cereal mascots would make the worst life partners and oh. I actually had Buzz the Bee uh, for Cheerios at number two. For the worst. Cause his mantra, yeah, because his mantra is be happy, be healthy. So I think he would just be an absolute body shaming asshole, like mm. all the time. Also, overwhelming positivity can be very annoying, I'll just say. Oh, and that's why I had Tony the Tiger at three. I just feel like it's all just so toxic. And he doesn't wear any clothes, which can be a lot. Except a, a little uh, bandana situation. A kerchief, if you will. A kerchief. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anyway, continue uh, with the crazy good kids. Okay, yeah, the crazy good kids. Well, they were, that was the craziest part. Craziest part. Uh because they, I mean, we all know the rest. They they would trick the Pop Tarts and they would kill them and eat them. So fucked. And everyone was like, breakfast. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> get him, get him, get him. Um, uh, okay, we've talked a lot about Kellogg's victories. I want to talk about some of their pitfalls, and then we'll wrap up Pop-Tarts. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. Yes. Okay. I want to talk about some of their pitfalls. In yes. 1992, Thomas Nang- Nangel, right. Thomas N, <laughs> Thomas N filed a lawsuit. <laughs> Mr. N. <laughs> Mr. N filed a lawsuit uh, because a Pop-Tart became stuck in his toaster and caught fire. Which, you know, I was like, okay, people burn stuff all the time, whatever. Yes. A Texas A&M professor performed an experiment in 1994 to recreate the incident and found that strawberry Pop-Tarts, when stuck in a toaster, could produce flames a foot and a half high. (laughs) That's like a flare. (laughs) I... I thought you were going to go the direction of like tried to recreate the experiment and then accidentally turned himself into a buff. <laughs> like that was his villain, villain origin story. <laughs> he fell into a vat of radioactive ah, strawberry ah, filling. Ah. <laughs> and he has since been the subject of every Pop-Tarts commercial since then. His catchphrase uh, was, I'm crazy good. <laughs> that's all he could say. <laughs> No, one and a half feet high. That's insane. So I guess that discovery triggered a bunch of other lawsuits and it forced Pop-Tarts to carry the warning. Due to possible risk of fire, <laughs> never leave your toasting appliance or microwave unattended. Oh my God. Which, uh, I don't know how long, like, aren't you supposed to put a Pop-Tart in the microwave for like 15 seconds? I gotta be honest. I just need them raw. <laughs> Some no people heat. do, and they're, they're no heat. But when when I've heated mine in the past, the instructions have been like maybe 15 seconds. So I'm sure. more curious about the type of person who puts something in the microwave, sets it to 15, and they're like, "Well, oh, I guess time to do a walk around the block." <laughs> they want they want an absolutely charred country square. <laughs> they want burn the shit out of this country square. Me, Give me a carbonized black square filled with strawberry goo. Oh, I love the strawberry ones. I like the strawberry ones and I like brown sugar ones. You are you are such a simple man. (laughs) You love strawberries and brown sugar. (laughs) Love strawberry. Um, okay, well then I'm curious if you perhaps ghost wrote the following lawsuit which will be our last point on pop tarts and then we'll move on in in october of 2021 a a woman in new york looking at you chad could be you uh sued kellogg's for five million (gasps) dollars over what she claimed was misleading advertising about strawberry pop tarts her suit (laughs) alleges that and i quote the strawberry representations are misleading because the product has less strawberries than consumers expect based on the labeling. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so she sued over $5 million because it, it didn't have as much strawberry as she was expecting. God. She why, took am I, court. why am I not with this person right now? She took him to court and she took him to the cleaners. I think that's my destiny. Yeah, I don't know if it... Uh, I don't know if it worked out. Did she win? I, I have no idea. I didn't I didn't read further. That'll teach you not to not to skimp on the strawberries. 
either double the filling or update your advertising. It is hurtful when people skimp on the strawberries, though. Duh. What's the fruit that you feel like people skimp most on? I feel like it's like a like a like a, a raspberry or a mango because like they're more expensive and like there's less of it, you know? Like we can we got we got a bunch of bananas. That's not an issue, you know? And they come in bunches. So a whole freaking bunch. Except if you're making a bunch of banana splits, you're using a lot of bananas. Right down the middle, split those boys. <laughs> that's that's what people used to say to me at Izzy's ice cream. They look at the banana and go, "Split one of those boys for me." Split it open and do it slowly. <laughs> and that's why you quit. And I get that. I need to split. Split that banana is begging to be split. <laughs> oh. oh. So sorry, so sorry if you're listening to that and you just can't help yourself. I mean, uh, yep, we all, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say about pop tarts. I'm I'm ceding the floor to my good friend Chad. Well, I'm so glad. That we talked about fruit, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Because that's kind of where we're going. Um, oh, true. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the Greek god of wine and the grape harvest, Dionysus. Hey, cheers to that. I'm having. Cheers. I have a glass. Hey. Of, I have a glass of wine in my hand. Just hey. heads up. Cheers to that. <laughs> Jack, <Point. laughs> I just moved my glass really close to the camera. Cheers. <laughs> and right, i met it with my finger um we, yeah we have christened we've christened the segment here's here's some fun let, let's do this fun little trivia that i like to do for you lucas <laughs> can you name he's the god of a bunch of things but can you name four different things he's more than the god of wine he's more than that oh, but no. some are close by okay he's also the god of grapes obviously Yes, and more specifically, grape cultivation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're uh, can we count that one? One for yeah, one. Yeah, let's get. We'll count that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Other things, wine. He's also the a Greek god of barrels. <laughs> I hope. I hope so. Uh, it doesn't have that here, but I I can't <sighs> imagine he's not. Wine. But on uh, the line, on the same line of like you know wine, you got a little wine in your system. Yeah, he's also the 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 Greek god of uh, cheese and nuts. <laughs> and I, I love I love that's where you're taking it. Um, probably. Uh, for fertility is one that I'm looking for. Fertility. Oh, oh I see where you were going with the cultivating a child. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so fertility of the body, not of the soil. Um, it's both. Wow. He's kind of sexy, all. and he's and he's an agriculture fiend. Yeah. Um, also, he the is, god of a farm religious boy. ecstasy. I don't know what that means. Religious <laughs> ecstasy. <laughs> I didn't know they needed. Oh I, I yeah. Thought, <laughs> wow. I figured <laughs> that. <laughs> 
every god was kind of trying to work towards that. So I don't know, maybe not. Yeah. And theater, theater. Oh, I did know that one actually. Yeah. Right. Because he was so I, so dramatic, so theatrical. So dramatic. And all I know about him is like the Percy Jackson books, which yeah. I also forget. You know, like I haven't read those in in a country square. So it's it's been a while. <laughs> but yeah, he um he was a very important figure in mythology because wine is like huge in Greek culture. Like wine's big, big, big. Big time. He was one of the 12 Olympians and he was the last one to arrive, actually. Yeah, wasn't he kind of like the they were like, uh, I guess. It was uh, apparently his unusual birth and upbringing. <laughs> they like felt bad for him. Feels kind of feels kind of <laughs> rude. I don't know. They were like, oh, um, he's been th- he's been through a lot. Let's let him on the mountain. Yeah, why not? That's nice. So some some descriptions of him depict him as a a bearded man wearing a robe and uh, hoisting a fennel staff tipped with a pine cone. Tipped with a pine cone. Just how I like them. A nice pine cone. Ah, I like my staffs with a little pine cone on top. (laughs) And I like the idea of that. I think that's nice. And other images present him as a semi-naked androgynous youth. Quite a shift away from bearded staff man. Pick your poison, I guess. Right. Well, weren't, weren't gods also shapeshifters? So maybe he could be both. Sure were. They sure were. We are not bound um, to our bodily form if we are gods. That's what they say. So he could transform himself into animals like a bull or a lion. <laughs> I like to think that the person writing that was like, they could transform into animals such as, oh, I don't know, just, just off the top of my head, like a bull or a lion. <laughs> They're like fuck. I don't know. Um, like, uh, two. What are what are two great animals? But and, and, and tigers and bears. And oh, bear. my. oh my! Um, I guess he had a special. So among his powers, he can make yep. wine. Obviously, he's really good. Uh, at that. Really mm-hmm. good at that. Uh, so is Jesus. That's right. And they both uh, got a beard. Sometimes they both had beards. And they both sometimes. liked to party. The one thing I know That's about right. Christ is that Christ liked to party. He liked to throw an absolute banger of a time. Yep, fish. I'm talking fish, wine, bread. There's a there's a um, a pop up ad of just a really bad toenail on this page. Uh, like just a gnarly toenail. Podiatrists hate them, or love them. Oh, perhaps love them. Okay, let's continue to talk about Dionysus. And then one of his other powers was the ability to drive mortals insane. Hmm, also one of my powers. <laughs> we are not too different, me and, mm-hmm. me and, me and the big man. Um, the big man upstairs. <laughs> so let's, let's talk his birth, shall we? I've been dying to talk his birth. So, Zeus was up big on Olympus upstairs. and he Talk was about like, a big man upstairs that's right the biggest man there is huge and he was like 
I'm, I'm about to cheat on Hera right now. Oh, and again? He, well, yeah, as, as he often did. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he made a little slip slap with a mortal named Samel. And her name, um, wait, her name was Smell? Samel. S E M E L E. I've fallen in love with a woman, and her name is Smell. Believe it or not, she smelled great. I was drawn to her scent, for her name is Smell. Smeal. If someone knows in the comments, let me know if I'm butchering Smeal. Smile. And Hera was like, not cool. So what she did, instead of, you know, having a heart-to-heart with Zeus and saying, like, we should really work on our marriage, she tricked Smell into looking at Zeus in his godly form, and Smell was immediately destroyed. (laughs) Gotcha! Gotcha! I'll teach her a lesson, and the lesson will be death. And you might know this part. I this part is triggering a memory from somewhere in grade school for me. Yep. But Zeus was able to save Dionysus by sewing him into his thigh. That ringing any bell? <laughs> no, he sure. sewed the god into his thigh. Yeah, well, he's like a half What's... god. You know, he's got some mortal in him. Uh, what's the? Why does that work? You What's put the him in the thigh. <laughs> you know, like, thighs you know like really You know when you've got a really good snack and you're like, I'm going to want that later. You just put it in your thigh. Oh, right, right. Your, your snack like, cubby. This guy could come in handy later. This guy's going to make some great Zinfandel wine. Yep, and I'm going to put him right in my hidey hole. I got... <laughs> Right in my hidey hole. <laughs> Terrifying. Well, I'm glad um, he did. Now, here's where Hera's revenge comes. Hera's because revenge. she destroyed Samel, but that wasn't enough. She was really mad that Dionysus was around. So she had the Titans attack him and rip him to shreds. But Rhea, catch a break. Rhea, who I believe is the mom of Hera was able to salvage a few of Dionysus Dionysus's parts um and so she she brought him back to life and had him raised by some mountain nymphs dude this guy's been through a ton dude this guy Wait, what did he do to deserve all of this he was born he was a child Thanks. of he was a a child of 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 um betrayal really yes Wait, the was problem the child- was he was the child of Zeus and Smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hot. He was the right. he was the smelly kid. He was um, <laughs> smelly kid. The problem is, Hera again discovered he was alive, and so she drove him to madness. I guess that's one of her skills, um, and she made him wander the world. I don't know what that means. And so he traveled the world teaching people how to make wine from grapes. Real Jesus vibes. Um, This just says, eventually, he regained his sanity and was accepted by the Olympic gods. And he went back to Olympus. Dude, Hera must be pissed about that. No, she ended up being cool with it. 
she I, if i were her i would feel so helpless because i have tried so hard to destroy this child <laughs> and he's only come back stronger every time that dude i mean who's name one stronger child than dionysus john cena when he was born maybe i don't know that's a good point chad i'm glad you brought john, that up did you know john cena used to rap like he has oh, like a no. rap album it can't be good it's probably offensive as well i don't want to listen to that especially no. if he's wearing his jorts <laughs> if he's wearing his jorts i'm out i can't do it in the studio he seems like a great jorts. guy he seems pretty jolly yeah doesn't he Would have say- like the most the most like make a wishes granted by like anybody i think that's true he like there, just cranks them out is there a running stat count yeah there's a leaderboard congratulations john cena you've made the most wishes come true he's like please please it's not it's not for me it's for the kids that's so which is true it is yeah i i doubt there's a leaderboard i really hope there's not (laughs) that'd be be a fucked up way to keep track of your wishes um yeah so here's some other just uh crazy things going on in in his life um you know king midas who the touch yeah touch everything touches turns to gold got the midas touch dionysus he he made him do that he cursed him with the gold touch no he was yeah he was like they did it wait midas touched dionysus no dionysus touched midas and then he was like haha now everything turns to gold (laughs) Was this part of his like driving mortals insane power? Probably. I can't imagine. It's not like a good thing to have, right? No, but it's rather um, ill that he decided the way he was going to do it for this king was to just like flood him with fabulous wealth. It is. Also, I just want to say that I just looked it up and I've been saying his name wrong the whole time. Who is it? It's Dionysus. Yeah, I had to go back and forth. I think it's fine. Okay, cool. Well, everyone knows what I'm talking about at this point. Yeah, do you know do you know any Greeks? I don't know any Greeks. Uh, That's boy. probably not true. I probably Gian- Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, you guys, your pen pals. That's right. We are very close. Very He's just close. in Milwaukee, in fact, and I am only an hour and a half drive away. Right. Um, you guys meet up for brunch on the weekends. Halfway. He would, he would do that, though. He would do that. What a nice guy. Except you guys have to sit in an extra large booth because he's enormous uh <laughs> got him got him um so one of dionysus's powers was he could just restore life from the dead so he went to the underworld and brought his mom up to mount olympus he was like congratulations smelly bam you're alive <laughs> dude if i were hera i would be damn pissed yeah that's sick. Wait, I didn't know that all these I thought they all had like one thing. So did I, but like you know, I guess you live long enough you develop a few skills. Sure. <laughs> Such as bringing people back to life. Sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a common that. one. Yeah, yeah. The, I love I love that there's all these like ancient facts and then it's like the common names of Dennis and Denise are said to be derived from it. <laughs> 
Oh man. Yeah, I named my son Dennis because I'm an absolute booze hound and I blitz bottles of wine every night. <laughs> the only people I know named Dennis and Denise are like just absolute boomies. They're very old, yes. I am oh, named man. after the Greek god Dionysus. Yeah, right. As if Denise. Yeah, As so if. that's that's just some of his just absolutely crazy insane life sounds like he's living to the to the fullest because he's drinking like all the time he is playing pranks on people he's bringing people back to life and he's teaching us all a valuable lesson about wealth and what and resilience (laughs) he feel i think he just was like the ultimate retiree like he's teaching young people how to make wine he mm-hmm. goes to any of theater performances. He's always wearing a robe, like always in a robe. I, I think we can all get behind that. He's like the he's like the dude. He is the big Lebowski. He is. He's chill as he's chill as hell, and he's wandering. That's right, and hoping to find his sanity because Hera took it from him, and he eventually does, and everyone is everyone celebrates him for it. Whoa. That is all I have on Sir Danny Diany Nisus. Don't sell yourself short. That was a healthy portion. I hope it was not too much for the main course. That was filling. That was rather filling. Um, so we're going to talk about onesies. And I'll be honest with you, Chad. This is not the history I was expecting to uncover. Oh, Jesus. I thought it was going to be like the, the 80s. Well, people were trying out new types of fashion. They zipped themselves up. And blah, blah, blah. No, not at all. This dates oh. back to like the 1800s, um, which is rather cool. Yeah, let's talk about it. So it's based off of uh, something called the Union Suit. Yeah, and uh, the descriptor for it was emancipation union under flannel so it's like free hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah that's right (laughs) so it was a it was like a freeing revolutionary piece of clothing because it offered an alternative to constricting corsets and bustiers for women though it also became a fashionable option for men and children so this was like the this was one of the first unisex everybody was rocking it type of things. I can get behind that. Who couldn't? I, and it's what like you don't have to be like oh it's my bustier match my blouse like you just wear one thing and you go out on the town you freaking rock it. And guys are like oh my three piece suit my vest is is tweed and my jacket's pinstriped what do I do blah 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 just wear your freaking union suit. Also I mean fine. if you're wearing a three piece suit with you know loafers and whatever like you're basically wearing a onesie there's nothing there's nothing there's you're any sealed. skin showing like you're sealed up yeah you're sealed in that sucker so just so wear like the onesie <laughs> you're doing so many buttons you're doing so many zippers and it's like eventually in the day an emergency is going to arrive and and i mean in the 1800s running water i don't know if that was common i would assume not <laughs> wee-oo, wee-oo. so you're already noise. <laughs> you're already 
subjecting yourself to the uh, the lows of no running water. And now you have to do it through eight layers of wool. Just absolutely brutal. Is that what you want to put yourself through, Ezekiel? I didn't think so. Ezekiel. So uh, that's where it first became fashionable. And uh, the traditional garment, the first one, uh, also called, oh, I know, we'll get to that later. The first one was the union suit. And the traditional design was made of flannel with buttons up the front, sure. you know, very nice. And buttons up the back. <laughs> yes. And, and a flap in the rear. You oh, know, man. you know, the flap, like the cartoonish so good. flap. And uh, I just want to read you a couple names yeah. for the flap and we can talk about them for as, as okay. long as you want. Because <laughs> let me tell you. There's a lot to talk yes, about here. Please. So there were various names. One of them, Drop Seat. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Uh-huh. Number two, Bum Flap. Solid. <laughs> also, Solid. Badass. Number three, Access Hatch. <laughs> that one is a little... I mean, that's that sounds like you're inviting, you know, folks to to join inside come it come in my hatch it's a little too like enter the access hatch <laughs> the access hatch has been breached <laughs> it's a little too like clinical for me does that make sense it, it, yeah and like i i feel like i could read it on like a plaque in a building yes about like a fire escape or something it does feel like a like a very it feels like an industrial term to me like yes, like if you're word. designing a new building you need to make sure that you have access hatches at all at all corners just in case yep and whoever was designing the one he was walking past a lot of construction and they were like i've got a wild idea so you could think of it as like say you have to absolutely drop one Yep. There is an exit strategy for you to get completely out of what you're wearing. I'm really glad you brought that example up. Another name is the crap flap. Okay, there you, I mean, there you go. As they're having so much fun with it. They're I like, was, let's rhyme. I was waiting for a, you know, just an absolute poop. This, just, and there's another, there's another one. It's okay. just it, so much more on the nose. It's just the ass flap. Okay. What was the second one? Uh, the bum flap. The bum which, flap. Okay, okay, okay. That one feels more kid-friendly, ass flap. Yeah. Probably. You don't want to go repeating that in school. Ass flap. <laughs> Access Where do, hatch. And, and the how, how do ass flap and ass hat um, work together? Interesting question. I have no idea. Let's, talk, let's think up an answer. Ass flap, ass hat. Well, both garments. So uh, is in if you open your ass flap, you yeah. are maybe expecting to deposit something out of your ass. So maybe if you have an ass hat, you would take it off because something is about to just stream Escape. out of your head. <laughs> yes, yes. That that could make sense. I'm thinking the ass hat could be popular among magicians because they've got like a bird or a rabbit up there and they need to eject it quickly right 
in the they same thought, way. They thought we'd done magicians, this with a onesie. <laughs> right. And magicians, we all know, terrible bowels are always needing to eject quickly from we both all, we all know uh, that. both from the top of their head and out of their bum, out the bum flap. Um yeah, drop seat. That one I like because it's like active, you know. It sounds like, like a um like a plane term. Like a, like a jump oh, seat, yeah. like a jump seat, but it's the drop seat. It's your drop seat. Yep. Or or you it could be like oh I got to go drop seat real quick. Sure. Sure. You know. A class. That's classy. It's classy, but it's also fun. It lets your dinner guests know that you're vivacious and have a zest for life. Right. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I have a drop seat. Excuse me. Excuse me. Man, oh, something's guy, just come up, and I have a drop seat. That guy is vivacious. We should have him over more. He knows how to have fun. That's for sure. Um, I just looked at my whiteboard that currently has the phrase "sweet cheek meat freak." <laughs> that's just what you prefer to be called on the weekends yeah, right yeah. yes yes yeah it's kind of a oh it's weekend right? time it's it's sweet sweet cheek meat freak here he is <laughs> he's going out uh wow okay so those are all the terms for the butt flap sure but i want to talk about our fashionista who really made this take off like on a massive scale any guesses on who that might be? This is around the 1930s. Just as 1930s. Is, is it Al Capone? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. Be awesome. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's uh it's Winston Churchill, believe it or not. You the know bulldog what? Bulldog man himself. You know what? It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh not a he... not a quick mover. Not a quick mover, and he, like, he gave them all to bricklayers who were working on his house. He was like, this is your uniform. Everybody looks dope. And he was like, you know, now you're all a team. And I think he grew to love how they looked, and he was like, I I would like to give that a spin, actually. I'll be spotting one. I would, I would like to try one on. So he he did, and he loved them, and he came to wear them frequently in public. That's nice. Uh, including, which I, I think this is bold, he wore one to the White House okay. on like a, a visit during World War II. <laughs> he was like, I have no time for suits and hats. I am, I'm putting on my onesie. Was I'm he just to ripped to shreds for that? No, people loved it. People that's, absolutely loved it. That's just... Remember when Isn't people got sick? upset with Obama over the tan suit? Yeah. And you're telling me Churchill could wear a, a onesie to the White House? And people were like, Rocket Winnie. The double standards are insane. Rocket yes. Winnie. That's what they <laughs> screamed. That's what they screamed from rooftops. Rocket Winnie! They did. They did. People loved it. In a war, yeah. too. I mean, that's... I know. It's just bold as hell. But it's kind of it kind of makes sense. It's like, if we know what we know so far, it was like a blue-collar uniform. And he's right. like, I'm here representing 
England and we're your ally in the war. We've sent so many of our, our troops overseas. Right. You know, he's trying to be relatable. It makes sense. I, I think it's stuck. And he needed uh, the butt flap. <laughs> God, he did. Because the amount of cigars that man was smoking, I can't imagine his digestive tract was doing well. Bad, bad, bad. I don't know what the correlation is between inhaling tobacco and having healthy poops, but I can't imagine it's good. Can't be good. Plus all the bangers and mash he's eating. Oh, and the mushy peas. <laughs> he loves his mushy mushies. <laughs> mushy mushy. Mushy mushy. Um, okay, so we know like the modern day takeoff, but I want to talk a little bit more about the early history because I think it's hilarious. So in the 18th century, uh, <laughs> this is, I don't remember where I got this fact, but this is how they phrased it. Children reviewed and dressed as, quote, little adults, and they were pushed towards adulthood quickly in an yeah. attempt to battle the high mortality rate and get them into factories sooner. Christ. So they were like, we don't have a lot of time with these kids. So dress up, smart up, and get to the factory. They were like, can't call it child labor if, you look, if you're an adult. If so... you look that good. <laughs> Wow, the lengths to which people were willing to go. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the 18th century, so the sense at that time, not so good. Yeah, they were like, if you're not married by 13, you are embarrassing. Half your life is over. So Jesus. Uh yeah. But then I thought my life was bad at 13. Oh, right. <laughs> so bad. And then Queen Victoria. Is kind of the the savior of the children uh, after this. <laughs> so she was a fan of the idea that children should be individuals who should be raised differently oh. instead of being raised universally as small adults. Yes. Which, what a novel idea. I love it. So she began to dress her children in sailor suits and kilts because she was like, that's fun. That's what I dig. Yeah. I ride with that. <laughs> I'm I get that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that in the same way that Churchill like stepped out and set the world on fire, her nation and then the world began to follow her example. And soon everyone was dressing both their boys and girls in dresses to imitate the royal family. So kind of backfired because she was like, oh, individuality. I want to make sure kids feel different and unique. And then she did it and every parent was like i'll do that too so oh shit uh, that's good i'm gonna take that <laughs> that is good um you've done it vicky mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the dresses uh only got more complicated more elaborate more frilly and less practical and kid-friendly so they were just like all over the place uh so enter the onesie yes enter enter uh which was well we know as the one piece garment that was like uh you know a, a catch-all for everything okay. and that just like replaced all of the frill they were like i'm out i'm done with it no more of that too much and people were back to slipping on one thing and away they go and then it i mean when I think about like the nightgown, you know, like yeah, we got we got some similar vibes, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
My my mom still wears a nightgown. Is that just like a really long shirt? Uh, you could call it a shirt if you want, I guess. I do. Yeah. It's pretty long. I mean, and mom, sorry if you listen to this. She's not going to listen to this. Um, it's a weird shade of pink. Like, it has, <laughs> it has been... It has been worn. I mean, like, or since it's the like a do- like a mauve. It's kind of like I think it it was made when Winston Churchill was still alive. <laughs> Winston Churchill once wore it, actually. And that and would be nice, true. maybe. Could be nice. Could be nice. Might be nice. Uh, might be good. That. Uh, that's really all I have to say about onesies is that they were. You gave me so much more than I thought you would. And so did the internet. Honestly, oh. they really, they really blessed us. This episode goes out to the internet. Thank you. Yep. This, inter- this episode only re- <laughs> is brought to you by the internet. And you know, I have to shout out Wikipedia. Um, they've helped me out in so many, so many parts of my life, but this. This the most, maybe. Mm-hmm. They've got some real our, jams. Our listeners don't expect an easy bib, you know, from us. Like we can source it, and that's fine. Yep. We so just thank say you. It. We say it, and it's fact. And you guys all agree. And of course, everything we've said to date is especially true. So except except when people text me and are like, "Actually, did you know?" And I go, "Ah." No, I didn't. Did we get because have we gotten I was, fact checked? We've gotten fact checked on things before. Um, oh, no, it's not a big deal. Like they don't mean any harm by it. They're just being honest. That's, and that's no good. At a as a little teaser for our listeners, at one point we will do an episode where Lucas and I have to try and remember things that we've talked about before and see if like that has stayed with us or not oh that's gonna uh, be a whole series i feel oh it's gonna be insane it's gonna, it's be, gonna be insane it's gonna be so ill humdinger is right um and thank you folks for listening to our little humdinger tonight um we're glad to be back we'll be better to you we'll be better to you we're so sorry we're, we're changing we'll we'll change give us another chance i'm actually literally changing right now i'm disrobing and you can't see it you can't i'm i'm changing in the sense that i'm aging with every second and every every moment on this earth um (laughs) sorry to take it there but it had to be said uh yep it did yep well uh chad any other any other wisdom perhaps more positive wisdom nothing no oh Oh, there's there's so much pain. <laughs> uh, no, thanks so much for listening if you got to this point. And if you have gotten to this point, you know what's coming next. Give your friends a bonk and let us know. Bonk. Love you. Bye.